welcome to the podcast for people turning the great American RV adventure into stressless camping. We're glad you joined our weekly adventure. Now let's gather around the campfire with our hosts, Peggy and Tony Barthel. Welcome, one and all, to, to the, camp- the campfire. Yes, indeed. We, <laughs> we have some cool stuff we're doing, speaking of the campfire, so <laughs> we will uh, keep you in the loop on that, but we've got some cooking toys that we're playing that's with. right uh, can't wait because <laughs> cooking means eating that's right <laughs> absolutely you know we have been getting a number of people writing to us and telling us that we're actually helping them get into the rv world yeah we think this is the greatest way to vacation that there is and are very happy to answer questions and truthfully your feedback really feeds our own souls so right So thank you. Thank you for the messages and the encouragement. And we're so proud and happy that we're encouraging you. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully providing you some value and information. The last two episodes of this have really been sort of exposing a gateway for people kind of looking for a way to get into the world of RVing. And we're going to continue with this episode. Today's going to be some more of that. Yep. So if you would like to contact us, you can do so on our Facebook group, and there's a link in the show notes. Uh, That's a great place to exchange ideas. Right. There's also a contact button on the website. Yep. And so it goes directly to our inbox. For those of you who don't know, we love vintage and classic cars and just cars in general. Right. As much as we love RVing, we also like old cars. And did you know there was a time when car makers made RVs. What? Yeah. So this week on our website, I wrote a blog post about a 1972 dream car that Toyota had called the RV2. And it was kind of this weird station wagon, almost Toyota Supra combination. It's like those two got together and had a baby (laughs) (laughs) with these big clamshell doors in the back. And it was so cool. It actually appeared in Penthouse Magazine. I I know, right? Talk about the bearing at all. (laughs) But there's other stories on stressless camping. If you're into cars and you want to see some of the wacky things that car makers have done, there's some neat stories there. Did you know, for example, Chevy offered an optional uh, camping kit for the Vega. For the Vega? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And AMC offered it for the Hornet hatchback. Wow. I mean, I've camped in in trucks with shells on them before but wow that's yeah. something well no you also camped in your rav4 well i did this is true but to me that didn't seem like a car that seemed like a well yeah, camping super, vehicle yeah. <laughs> i don't know and did you know that nash the company they're no longer with us really but uh they offered seats that would fold down so you could turn the car into basically a big bedroom nice and And, remember i told you before about my friend anson that turned the passenger seat of his car into the bed of his super beetle camper yeah yeah (laughs) basically open the door and there's your camper that was it that's kind of cool so um the nash story is kind of funny the reason that nash offered the bed in a car option is the president of Nash was going on a on a tour on a trip, basically George Mason, and a hotel wanted this spectacularly huge price of two dollars a night. What I know that is highway robbery. 
<laughs> I'm sleeping in my oh, car. Highway robbery. <laughs> wow, I'm rubbing off on Peggy with the puns here. <laughs> anyway, when car makers made RVs. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about the RV Technical Institute, which will impact us all in such a great way. But before that, we have a word from our friends at Boondockers. Welcome. Did you make our camping reservations? No, everything's full. We might have to rethink our trip. No way. Did you look at Boondockers Welcome? You remember they have hosts all over the place where we can stay free. Some that are totally off-grid camping and some with partial and even full hookups. There's all kinds of great places to overnight. Of course. And we even have a coupon code to join Boondockers Welcome on our partners page. You could save five bucks when you sign up. How could I forget? There are all kinds of great places we can find on the Boondockers Welcome website. Our trip is saved. And speaking of saving money, we will since there's no charge to stay at any Boondockers Welcome site. It's the best deal out there and it's a great way to meet local hosts and stay in local places and expand our journey. Well, I'm going to finish planning our epic road trip and it's going to be even better with stays we find on the Boondockers Welcome website. And it's so easy to locate hosts along your next epic adventure. We have Kurt Hemmler with us, who is the Executive Director and Senior Vice President of Operations for the RV Technical Institute. And you might be asking yourself, well, that sounds like something for the RV industry. How does it affect me? And boy, does it ever. So, Kurt, welcome. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, you having me on today. It is a real pleasure. So, for those who don't know about this, tell me a little bit about mm -hmm. the RV Technical Institute. So, the RV Technical Institute is a startup. The industry came together Oh, it's now been about a year and a half, two years ago, uh, to invest $10 million into setting up a school within the industry that would help serve the shortage of technicians that exist uh, at in the dealers, uh, mobile techs, uh, as well as to create a standardized curriculum that we would add a national credential to giving recognition and validity to a technician workforce. And I'm happy to report that uh, we just started year two. So last year was our first year and we were able to uh, create the curriculum through bringing in, and this was going on uh, for almost two years, bringing in subject experts to help us to update and perfect the curriculum that hadn't been updated since 2014. Uh, and we brought folks in, we got it standardized. Uh, so we got the curriculum and we just launched this, just this beginning of this year, the first pilot of that new curriculum. Um, and then the recruitment efforts to help bring new folks into the industry. Uh, we will begin some of that mid-year this year and then obviously as we enter into year three the goal would be fully up and running and uh, ideally uh, self-sustained um, as we were set up as a nonprofit uh, within the industry as well well and and for folks who don't know the average mm -hmm. 
time delay to get an RV repaired right now, industry-wide, is 21 days. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Yes. Yes. And, and thank you. Um, at the core of this whole creation was the idea of repair event cycle time, uh, which is a KPI that's being used to evaluate the time that it takes uh, a person when they drop off their unit to the time that they pick it up. And you are correct. It's been quoted at 21 days as the average uh, based on two really important key factors, the availability of parts. And the second is to have a qualified technician who can diagnose and troubleshoot uh, and, uh, quickly and incorrectly um, the first time. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And one of the things for those who have been listening, know that I did uh, administer the warranty repairs at a dealership for mm -hmm. a while. And just finding a great technician is difficult. And you think about all the skills that they need to have. They need to know brakes and tires and heaters and water mm -hmm. heaters and electrical and carpentry and just so many skill levels and so to find an individual with that kind of capability is not an easy task and a lot of times you'll find people who claim that they're good at that but mm -hmm. then after they work at the dealership for a while it's mm -hmm. not so true so <laughs> what kind of training is offered mm -hmm. by the rv technical institute and you're exactly right on that comment in fact uh i will say that you know, natural, the natural tendency is to think of an RV technician. You think of, well, I think of that mechanic that works on my automobile. And I will, you know, self-explain myself that I, I kind of thought that way coming into the industry. But then I kind of sat back and took a deeper look at what we're doing. And we actually here at RV Technical Institute focus on the house part of the RV. We actually do not train on the engine component at all, and that is because about 90% of all the RVs out there are of the towable nature. So it makes sense that that would be our focus. And I'm not saying we will never enter into the engine piece of it, but um, typically the engine piece is, is warranted at a you know an automobile or diesel or, or you know, their that direction. So we focus on the house part and a technician that attends RV Technical Institute is going to focus on seven core areas. And these core areas were determined by a very long one year in depth back and forth with subject experts in the industry. Um, and it came up with propane systems, electrical systems, plumbing systems, appliances, generators, chassis, hydraulics, and towing, as well as RV body components. And so that is the core seven programs within the within the curriculum, and that is made up of 89 tasks that a person must satisfactorily complete to be a technician. And we took all of that and put it into 39 modules, 
And those 39 modules then are break down to these seven core areas. But the easiest way to think about it, the technician in the RV world actually matches up better with the trades, HVAC, plumbers, uh, electricians. And so, you know, it is a bit of a, a mindset, you know, getting folks to understand those are the type of people that do well in this trade. And another one is somebody who... Um, Unlike when you're a mechanic, you might work on the engine. You know, an engine's an engine that, that changes very little. But an RV technician, as, as you mentioned already, might be work, working on a roof one day, plumbing the next. Electrical is probably with almost all of it. So right. they do have to be a jack of all trades. And in what the feedback we've received, those that have been in the career field for a while will tell you that the best part of the job is that every day is different. It's not Groundhog Day. Yeah, it, it really is. And I mean, I can mm -hmm. think of days where customers would call us and, and they'd have questions about, well, how come my auto level isn't working? So there's electronics mm -hmm. and hydraulics. And then the tech would go back outside and diagnose a water heater or mm -hmm. figure out why the fridge wasn't cooling or you know, somebody didn't latch their door and it slammed into a wall and caused, you know, cabinet damage, basically. Mm -hmm. So the it, it's quite a varied skill set. And you're right. I mean, the opportunity to or the the requirement to be able to be almost a jack or Jill of all trades is <laughs> incredible. But one of the things, you know, with schools nowadays in the news a lot, people are going to school getting a huge amount of debt coming out and just kind of crossing their fingers, hoping for a job. That right. is not the case in, in the RV industry. There's a, there's a huge shortage of these technicians and there's a lot of opportunity. You are correct. Um, you know, the, the reality right now is there's such a shortage of technicians across the country, uh, not just in the RV world, but uh, obviously we're talking about the RV world, but a person could potentially walk into a dealership anywhere we're right now and, and get hired. And what we're trying to do is create a standardized curriculum so that, you know, if a person decides this is a career path they want to pursue and in the days of, of wrenching with dad and, and grandpa just doesn't exist anymore. That's just the reality of, of how the, uh, the, we have transitioned and how family dynamics are much different. So, this person may walk in addition and not even know the difference between a Phillips head and a, a flathead screwdriver. So we have to be able to standardize these things so that we can bring people up to a level of understanding. So that as we enhance their training and, and develop their training, which this is a lifelong training uh, career, uh, we, we start them at the right point. We give them that confidence and we start to figure out that their aptitude is actually very good at being an, uh, the, the skills of an RV tech, but they may never have ever seen that or know that they have that until we bring them up a bit. And so with that, you know, we just ran our very first pilot class here in Elkhart. It's the first time ever that RVDA or RVIA has trained uh, brand new, we'll call newbies. Nothing, nobody, one was from the hotel industry. One is was from a, a car dealership. They've never, ever even been in an RV and we had six folks here and three out of those six are already employed in the field. They were, they wow. were picked up that fast. And, and I see that being, um, 
you know, something that happens very regularly. There's definitely open positions. And as we train these folks and give them this base knowledge, uh, we send them back out to, to the dealerships or to be mobile technicians or to work at independent service centers. But we're going to now be able to have a standardized level of curriculum that we know everybody will have so that they can build as they go to more training and supplier training that they uh, have a basic skill set that allows them to start at the right level and, and continue to enhance their, their learning. Well, and the cost? For a person to come in and take level one uh, is only a, a $1,000 for the training. And that is a about a seven to eight day training. Currently, we're just doing it here in Elkhart, but that's going to transition to our authorized license partners. And I can talk more about that in a second. Um, but $1,000, you go out of here and you, you can walk into a a thirty-five to forty-five thousand dollar career um, for a thousand dollars. Of course, from there, with the continued training, if you go on and take level two, uh, that's going to enhance your um, income potential. And now you're into the fifty-five, sixty-five range. And after a couple of years, as we all know, some of these technicians that are good and, and make careers out of it are are easily making six-figure incomes uh, with a lot of flexibility. Yes. And so uh, with a minimal investment, there is no years of worrying about paying back student debt or, or, or fighting. And that's something I personally, another reason why I took this is for the, the purpose of, of, of selling something that has a huge ROI uh, for that person. It's quite incredible. And, and the opportunities. So let's say in the past two weeks, we have talked here mm -hmm. on the Stressless Camping Podcast about opportunities on the road. If somebody goes through the training and you have a van and you tow a travel trailer and on the side of that van you put RV technician or RV mobile service. You're Every gonna get mobbed. Yeah. <laughs> you would. You would. Yeah, it's going to be tough. You might want to use magnetic signs so you can go incognito <laughs> sometimes, sometimes because it's, 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 it's actually funny that you say that because I've, uh, I've, I've attended many consumer shows this past year. So Hershey, the California show, uh, Florida, and I like to get out and talk to the consumers and talk to the folks that are both currently owners and RVers or potential uh, RVers. And I start talking to them and they get really excited because they're like, wait a second, I could become a technician. And I'm like, of course you can. And, you know, and, and you've already mentioned it earlier. Uh, you go pulling into a park and you have a sign outside that says I'm a certified RVTI technician. You're exactly right. Get ready because there's going to be a line at your door. Yeah, I've explained and, and part of, of working through the development of this uh, school is that there's definitely the opportunity for folks that are looking at a second career, looking to retire a little bit earlier because there's a lot of folks out there that maybe one spouse is uh, retired, but the other one still has a few years. Well, this is a way to for you both to retire and to keep income coming in. And so we are actually hosting the RV SEF group uh, here at the school in May and October, uh, where these will be uh, really a, a pilot to really dig into the interest that's coming from the consumer and their continued education of, and potential employment in this career field, which obviously, you know, solving the technician shortage to me is, is like, uh, eating an elephant uh, little little pieces at a time <laughs> and and doing it from multiple directions uh, if you think about it, if we if we take the technicians that currently exist 
and make them better by training. That's one way to decrease the demand. The second is we'll, we'll continue to make parts available faster, quicker, which will reduce some things in technician demand. And then, of course, if we arm folks, both mobile tech, uh, independent techs, and train them, uh, that will also decrease the demand on tech. So it is eating itself in one piece at a time, but uh, uh, we're hoping that RVTI can be at the center of, of making this all happen. You know, let's say as a consumer, I want the best uh-huh. person working on my mm-hmm. RV, whatever it is. And I'm going to assume, mm-hmm. looking at your curriculum, that these are mm-hmm. people who they, they're going to really know what they're doing. And so I'd like to now find one of these techs to work on my RV. Sure. Uh, part of uh, the rollout of RVTI is also giving recognition to the dealerships, the service centers out there. Um, by giving them the opportunity to to display uh, identifiers at their places of business that shows that they employ these certified RVTI techs. So definitely looking for that will be something that the consumer will want to do. They take for granted, I believe, right now, once again, thanks to the auto world that we just have come to, to assume and believe, and for the most part is correct, that my Chevy or, or, or my Ford is going to be worked on by you know, GM or Ford certified technicians when I take it in. And as we all know, that's not necessarily the case in the RV world. And in fact, the data that I have looked at, only 20 to 22 percent of all of the technicians that exist out there are certified. And so, you know, once again, why RVTI is being stood up was for the purpose of increasing that percentage, as far as I'm concerned, every year until we get to 100%. Uh, don't know if that will ever happen, but we're going to continue to strive for that so that the consumer can go to any place with confidence and look for the for the, the indicator on the, the place of business that they do have certified techs employed working on their units. So there's just the basic. Um, you start... Mm-hmm there as a pre-delivery inspector tech, which is level one, that's $1,000. If you're not in the RV industry, uh, Mm -hmm. and it looks like it's free if you are. So if you're a dealership, and you would like your techs to do a a fantastic job of their PDIs, they can send Mm -hmm. them to the RV Technical Institute, and there's no cost to attend. Exactly. That's All they awesome. have to do is be here. So the costs, uh, and we, we set that up this way because, uh, once again, we, my goal as the executive director here and what I'm charged to do is is to increase that level of knowledge and, and begin to increase that percentage of certified techs in the industry. But it's also to recruit new folks into the industry. And at the end of the day, it is, I'm not going to do all of that here in Elkhart. It's going to be done throughout the country. So if an individual walks into a dealership, by all means, it is that dealership's best interest to employ that person, maybe even put them in for 30 days, kind of shadowing and, and learning a little bit and watching PDIs happen and definitely invest in sending that person this direction for a uh, you know, a seven-day training that is going to turn around and send them back a certified technician right. free uh, from the tuition standpoint. Um, and we actually, we have negotiated rates with all the hotels in the area and, and that kind of thing. So um, for about a $1,000 investment, and, uh, and that would be airfare or you know, so obviously someone drives, um, for a $1,000 investment, 
and they can receive a fully certified technician uh, if they send them this direction. And and right now we have uh, uh, we have our February class that finished up. We had 17 in that. Our March March 9th class is full. Our April 6th class is full. Uh, and May 18th is filling up. And June 1 uh, has a few folks in it right now. And wow. we know that. You know, the ideal training season uh, in this industry is the fall and winter. Um, we will, uh, in the next 30 days, be posting uh, additional uh, dates uh, specifically in the fall, uh, and we will load up potentially two, three, four classes running at the same time. Our, our building has the capacity to train 100 at a time. So um, these first couple months uh, it were – we're kind of a test to see where the interest and the interest has been tremendous. So we're very excited yeah. about that. Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, here's, here's an opportunity as a dealership. And I know there are some that listen to this podcast. Um, mm -hmm. You send somebody through the PDI training and now the customer experience is better and that word gets out. But here's another thing. If you have mm -hmm. a tech who has been through just the PDI portion you could have free classes on weekends of how to maintain your water heater or how to, exactly. you know, diagnose little little stuff and that will bring people in and who knows they might be in there and see that new model of RV that they just have to have. Right. Exactly. And 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 so I'll, the other piece of this that I'll bring up is you know the model that that I have created here is, is referenced as a hub and spoke model. And what that means is obviously we have a 18,000 square foot physical facility here in Elkhart that we're always going to be doing training out of. And currently this is the only training going on for the new curriculum. But the spokes that I mentioned are actually referred to as the authorized licensed partners and also an RVTI service centers. And these will be rolling out uh, as we perfect the curriculum here, make sure we have it all, all correct. These licensed partners will be where uh, they would join a part of RVTI as a licensed partner. We would then deliver everything that we have here in Elkhart from a curriculum standpoint to things that those folks will need. And they can actually do the training at their facility. So whether it's a dealership, and right now we have well over 50 people interested in doing this, and we really haven't even begun to advertise it. Um, but it is uh, the way the curriculum is set up, it can be delivered through a learning management system that a school, a VOTEC, a high school, a dealership, uh, we have uh, correctional facility. Uh, we have, uh, in fact, KOA campgrounds is, is going to be one. But these folks would send a person to be a trainer, trainer. We would work on training them, send them back, and they then would have full access to the curriculum. So this training can be going on all over the place. They can receive the same quality as if they come to Elkhart. And that is going to be how we're going to quickly ramp up and train uh, the industry uh, in a very quick way. Wow. That's great. That, that's, that's just terrific. I mean, it, it, it's a benefit to the consumer. It's a benefit mm -hmm. to people who want to get into this industry. And, and, you know, if you're good with your hands, my gosh, what, a, what an incredible, I mean, an industry that's just starving for your skills. So 
Mm-hmm. It, you know. Yeah, definitely get involved now. You will have a very, very enjoyable life and uh, in, in working, obviously, in an industry that's a lot of fun. Um, which fun and work, uh, they say, if you if you can put <laughs> those two together, you never work a day in your life. That's right. So, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> and I, I saw, you know, basically you're making people happy. I saw when mm-hmm. our tech would fix something, especially if it's a quick and easy fix and, and it seems overwhelming <laughs> to the customer. And I saw people bringing him six packs of beer and, <laughs> exactly. and buying him lunch and all kinds of stuff. And so that was, you know, it's not a bad deal. I mean, you're you're taking people and making their vacations possible and they're all happy. So not only do you get paid, but you make people smile and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and it makes you feel good. I mean, who doesn't want to make people happy? Exactly. <laughs> now I see that you have opportunities for veterans too. That is correct. Yes. We, um, we're currently working on our, uh, approval to receive veterans and, and, and receive veterans benefits. Um, we just, I'm really excited about this. Uh, just had a conversation uh, with uh, the Brigadier General for the state of Indiana, who has rolled out a brand new program in the state of Indiana that offers a $4,000 grant to anybody in the Guard or Reserve in the state of Indiana to attend a certification program. And uh, he is putting forward our program, um, RVTI, to in D.C. next week, which we hope obviously will get attention across every state in the country. Um, but I, uh, this past summer, had the, uh, the luxury of spending time with the governor of Indiana, um, Mr. Eric Holcomb, and um, he was super excited about what we have. And so, you know, the program fits very nicely into a high school curriculum where they have vacated a lot of vocational training over the years. Now you're seeing that come back, but I've talked to many high schools uh, here in here in Indiana and in Elkhart County. Uh, we have a meeting on April 29th to discuss putting this program into the school system here. And of course, a lot of it's starting in Indiana because that's where we're housed. But um, my experience has um, uh, comes from uh, expanding this across the country. And obviously, once we perfect in Indiana, it's easy to scale this up everywhere in the country. And I have the luxury of being a part of RVIA, which has a government team and, and uh, which can assist us in making sure that we capitalize on every opportunity to make the experience very affordable to anybody who would want to enter into it. Uh, everything from just a few thousand dollars to potentially free for anyone looking to get into the industry as, as we seek out different grant and funding models that are out there for folks looking to get certified in, in these type of career fields. It's just a basket of really good news. Honestly, I mean, it's I I used to sleep very well at night, and now I stare at that thing. Oh my gosh, why I didn't think of this? And I lean over and write down something. And, and my two little dogs give me that dirty look, like, "Why are you moving?" And my wife hits me and says, "Will you go to sleep?" And you know that kind of thing. But but you're right; it's all just unbelievable opportunity. It's just getting the word out. It's it's podcasts like this. Uh, if I could spend, you know, every hour of every day just getting the word out um, and um, 
I think it's, you know, a year from now, it's going to be hopefully on the forefront of everybody's minds when they think about uh, training in the RV industry. Right. Uh, they just, just tell people to listen to the Stressless Camping Podcast. <laughs> That's right. That's, there you that go. Works. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not biased at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but seriously, I mean, it's just, I think this is a great opportunity for for so many individuals and you know if you and you also have sort of a pathway if i own an rv and i'm like i want to work on my own you can go through mm -hmm. the program as well right oh you definitely can and we're going to be uh actually creating consumer trainings as well that is part of my strategic plan with the institute you know, is Obviously, the first charge here is, is focused on the service technician and the RV technician, both at dealerships, mobile techs, and so forth. But once again, when we're eating that elephant, another way to help alleviate the, the, the repair event cycle time log, uh, log if you may, um, is to also train the consumer, uh, train the consumer to do their own winterization, train this consumer to do preventive maintenance. Uh, nothing that gets into the safety part of things, but there's a lot that the consumer can do. And, and I want RVTI to be at the forefront of providing that training, uh, once again, through licensed partners or, or wherever we can possibly uh, push this out to help dealerships and folks uh, train their consumer base um, so that they become happy long-term customers. Because we do know that the average RVer does typically return three to four times uh, purchasing new vehicles or, or a newer vehicle for them um, because they've had a, a great experience. They want to continue that lifestyle. And how great is it if, um, you know, we can train them to potentially take care of some of their issues so that they don't have that downtime right. when they're out and uh, enjoying uh, their RV. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's the greatest way to see this incredible country and taking one more pain point away. It just makes it exactly. that much better. So uh, Curtis, this is, this is really terrific. And boy, do I appreciate the fact <laughs> that, sure. uh, that you took some time to to share this with our audience. Sure, and please, uh, I would I will be on as many times as you like. Uh, like I said spreading the word about uh, the good thing we have going on, and obviously every day, uh, as a startup, we're adding new things. Uh, you know, checking out the rvti.org website. That's still you know, every day. There's going to be new things added to that. But we're going to be continue to evolving for a couple years, I expect. Um, but we're, you know, we're going to be. Um, we had the curriculum done. We got the licensed partner. We got the, the business model launching as we speak. We're never going to stop evolving, if you may, so that the consumer can have a great experience. I have to admit, I read all your blog posts this morning. <laughs> so there you go. Well, thank it you was... for, for checking this out. And, and uh, you know, and, and please, truly, uh, I will be more than happy to come on at any time. Folks can reach out to us directly. Um, we'll be, you know, we're going to be at most of the shows going on. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if you're looking to get into, you know, any type of training and, and especially right now, the technician piece of things, please just let us know. Sounds great. We'll put a link in our show notes and mm -hmm. thank you very much for your time and, and please keep mm -hmm. in touch. We, we sure appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Thank, thank you for having me on. This has been great. 
We love being part of the largest club of RVers with events, rallies, tours, resources, and more. And you can be too. That's the FMCA, and it's not just for motorhomes anymore. Now any RVer can join the FMCA and enjoy their fantastic benefits. Yeah, like chapters where people of common interest gather and go on outings and adventures together. It's a great way to meet other RVers who share your interest or location. But there are other great resources too, like a beautiful magazine, forums, videos, tutorials, and so much more. And don't forget the incredible programs like Medical Assist, where the FMCA is there for you in the event of a medical emergency on the road. Yes, and we signed up for the FMCA's Roadside Assistance, which specializes in RVs and offers towing to the nearest qualified repair facility, no matter how many miles away it is. It's a great optional program that's been part of the FMCA for years. Plus, of course, we've got a good deal for you. New members can save $10 on an FMCA membership. We've got the details and more information on this terrific organization on our discounts and deals page at StresslessCamping.com. Join us and other RV enthusiasts at an upcoming rally or gathering and save money in the process. Now Now that's that's Stressless stressless camping. Camping. Did you see what I mean about so much information? My right? goodness. Yeah, it's it's a, and just it will make RVing better than ever, I think. Yeah. Speaking of going RVing, we're going to talk about going RVing without maybe even starting your RV. Possibly. That's right. Yeah. I actually used to have a friend who would go on vacation but they wouldn't actually go stay anywhere. They would stay in their house, but they would pretend like it was a hotel room. So they didn't do anything else at home. They just did the whole touristy thing from the time they got up till the time they went to bed. And they just, they just saved the money on the hotel room or the campsite, I suppose. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, and we've, we've promoted staycationing before and we just wanted to talk a little bit more about that yeah so here's what kind of spurred that a lot of times you'll go to somewhere wherever the heck that somewhere is and then you ask the person behind the desk or the person at a store hey where's a great place to do this or that you know you want to find a great ice cream parlor or place to eat whatever it happens to be and you just get that blank stare of i don't know or i Ma, I haven't been. I never go anywhere. Yeah. And (laughs) one of the things we've found, so I teach a class through the local chamber of commerce called the Certified Tourism Ambassador. And it's part of a countywide program. And I'm one of many um, volunteer instructors on this. And it basically teaches people in our area how to be great ambassadors of tourism. And one of the core pieces of that program is knowing what's going on and and where the cool spots are. And the best way, you know, I always say in this class, the best way is to tell someone about chocolate cake is to eat a piece yourself. Right, because you can't really tell somebody what chocolate cake tastes like if you haven't tasted chocolate cake. Right. I mean, uh, we've all tasted chocolate cake, I hope. But but (laughs) If you haven't, go do yourself that favor. What the heck are you waiting for? (laughs) Jeez Louise, if you you need an invitation, consider this your invitation. (laughs) Yeah, go eat you some. This program says, you know, go out and try stuff in your own neighborhood so that you're a great ambassador of tourism. For example, in our area, a lot of people don't realize there is an observatory because we are not an official dark sky area, 
but close enough. Right. We definitely have a beautiful dark sky. Yes. And so there's a lot of hiking, a lot of uh, mountain bicycling. There's um, a lot of kayaking, boating. So outdoor activities are big in where we live because it's a rural area that's got the cleanest air in all of California. It's got the cleanest air. It's got a the perfect size volcanic mountain for climbing up in a day. It's got a big, beautiful lake. So we've got all kinds of outdoor activities here. Yeah, but the point of this also is that think about how would you find resources in your area to share with other people? Uh, The Chamber of Commerce, maybe? Do you have a Convention and Visitors Bureau? Is there a tourism organization in the area? Um, You know, places that would be sort of a central oh heck maybe you have a certified tourism ambassador program that's right those are terrific and you could even be a certified tourism ambassador i am peggy is for our area it's pretty cool yeah what are the hidden gems that are in your area because yeah it's really fun i mean heck who doesn't love to hook up your rv or hop in your rv or just get in the car and go and find new exciting and fun things a state away a county away whatever it it happens to be the town away right but by the same token you may have awesome stuff right in your own backyard here's a funny thing when we we lived in la before and i was driving down the century freeway with a friend of mine and he had lived there all his life so far (laughs) (laughs) and we happen to look over and i see the watts towers and i'm like oh there's the watts towers and i remember when i was a kid there was a movie about the watts towers that we would see and then we'd go on school trips to the watts towers and i go dude when was the last time you were there and he goes oh i've lived here for whatever many decades and i've never been there and it's like Dude, go go check out stuff go in your own backyard. Check out your own neighborhood. And in in fact, I kind of had to had gave someone the same reaction when they moved from the East Coast to, to Long Beach and came in on Monday morning at work and said, "Oh my gosh, have you been to the Queen when, you know, I went to the Queen Mary." And I said, "Oh god, I still haven't got around to going there." There's so many things in your area that because they're in your area, you say, "Oh, I'm going to get around to going there." Just go do it. Yeah. Yeah. See, and then here's another cool thing. We love being tour guides, of course, as you might guess, the fact that I teach the (laughs) CTA program or one of the instructors of the CTA program here. And so as such, as we've mentioned before, we have a boondockers welcome site on our property. In fact, we actually had it specifically built just to have, (laughs) we've had people from Canada and it's fun. And one of the coolest things is just playing tour guide it's like hey let's go grab a beer or, yeah if you have you know, time to stay two nights we'll go to two different breweries <laughs> right but i mean other things too there's hiking and you know all the stuff right. that there is to do here and it's it's fun to know about your own area and so uh, we also specifically joined harvest hosts just so that we could <laughs> so that we could stay at a winery the six sigma ranch uh winery that's in our county, it's just not that far away from us. We go there periodically anyway, but we thought, oh, that would be really fun to go camp there. So we joined Harvest Hosts so that we could go camp at Six Sigma Winery. And it was really fun. It they was have, terrific. They have these great Pinscour off-road tours and grass-fed beef and 
locally raised pork and really good wine. Yeah, yeah. So we we enjoy that. And again, we never leave the county just to uh, to go away. Although, you know, yes, of course it's fun to go far, far away. And we are planning to go to the FMCA rally in, in Tucson, Tucson coming up uh, next month. Yep. But by the same token, it's also kind of fun to just chill in your own hood, as yeah. it were. If you don't, if, you know, maybe you need to be back for some reason in three days and you don't want to spend two and a half of those days traveling, just go locally. And or like Tony said, don't bother to hook up the camper. Just get up in the morning and pretend like you're in a hotel room and go out and explore. Or... Use your camper in your driveway if you can. There you go. Wouldn't that be fun? That's right. It's like, we are camping. I can just see my house out the window. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, so there we go. Usually we're trying to tell you some great place to go, and we may just have, and it just happens to be your own neighborhood. Right. We may not know the specifics of your <laughs> particular great place to go. But, of course, you can share them on our Facebook group. I mean, that's part of why it's there. That's right. Please do share those places. Yeah. So, and while you're there, uh, you can also tell a friend about Stressless Camping. We really appreciate that. And one way to do that is to post a review over on Apple Podcasts. That would be a great thing. They use those reviews to know that people are listening to the podcast and it helps get the word out, which means we get more distribution, which means we get more cool guests like Curtis. That's right. So it's it's a it's a whole system, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a circle. Yeah, the circle of camping. <laughs> I shouldn't sing. I, sh I, I can just see people throwing their phones out the window of their cars now. Don't litter. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us again. And uh, we hope you have a good week. And let us know what's in your neighborhood, your, your favorite do. local yeah. adventure. What do they call it? Staycation. Staycation. Yeah, your staycation. Or your go far awaycation. <laughs> so we went from two weeks ago in New Zealand to now traveling just outside That's your right. own driveway. Don't, don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, do what you want. Just have fun. In fact, have fun and happy, happy camping. camping. We hope you enjoyed this week's adventure. Time to get out on your own journey. Don't forget to leave the review on your favorite podcast app and visit StresslessCamping.com for photos, stories, an RV calendar, and more. I'm Stressless Camper Larry Richardson wishing you happy camping.